Hello, hello. Welcome to another day of a day in the life of a real estate investor. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Justin. Go to so. Say it with an Italian accent and you get special bonus points. Go to so. Anywho, it is Italiano. Anywho, welcome to today's podcast. I'm very excited because the guy who started it all my unk, my buddy who reached out to me from Bigger Pockets, and I just talked the other day because it was his inspiration that got me to start this podcast in the beginning. And I'm so thankful for him and our relationship and friendship that's um, been going great. So this is for you, my unk. I am answering your questions as we just talked about uh, when we talked this week. And so thrilled to do this on the air so others can benefit from this. And the first question, which we actually already we already talked about, but want to share with others, is you asked about uh, having a real estate agent um, based on previous deals I had done, where uh, you know I had, had found a deal and the owner uh, kind of went directly to the owner, and he really liked me and wanted to sell his uh, multifamily property to me. And then I also did a podcast recently on driving for dollars and you were wondering, do I use an agent for those kind of things? So uh, this is actually a tip that I did not share with you in our conversation, but I want to share with everyone is that, did you know that when you are purchasing a property, you don't pay for the agent, the seller pays. So it really, some ways doesn't matter whether you do or don't because it's not coming out of your pocket anyway when you are buying. So I've learned that multiple times now and that so especially in the early days I would totally recommend if you're not your own agent and have experience doing that definitely use an agent when you are buying. Uh, they will represent you. They will help you along the way and make sure you're not getting uh, taken advantage of. So, uh, that is one tip is yes, use an agent, uh, especially when you are buying and especially in the early days. So, uh, and in those deals specifically, uh, the owner has an agent as well. He used an agent, uh, and worked with, uh, so my agent and his agent worked together on that deal. And when I am driving for dollars, I was actually doing that in a different city. Uh, because our properties that we own right now are in Dayton, Ohio, and my uh, agent is, uh, or my 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 driving for dollars has been in Columbus, uh, which is about an hour away, and that's my hometown. And so, driving for dollars, uh, I am not an agent yet. So, if I found a deal, I would. Uh, in some ways reach out to like if I am driving in certain neighborhoods uh, looking for deals then uh, if I got one and they said hey let's do this I would I work with uh, with my agent here in Columbus to help get that deal done Um, that's essentially wholesaling right Uh, is to get a deal under contract and, you know, driving for dollars, 
calling different uh, people trying to get off-market deals. And so, for example, what I did in our neighborhood, we were looking for property for my mother-in-law. And this is a story I had shared with uh, my uncle on our call. And I want to share with you all is that um, I was driving in our neighborhood looking for a place for our in-laws because they... Uh, help take care of our kids and it's just going to be more convenient to have them close by and right now they actually live with us so uh, that has a lot of benefits and blessings but also some challenges and uh, eventually we would like uh, to you know have them have their own place but very close by and so one day I was driving around our neighborhood and found a property where there was a big dumpster uh, out in front and I've learned that is a great sign that a property will soon be listed for sale so I went onto the county um the county uh, websites and found the name of the owner. Yes, the information of owners is out there in the county websites. And I, so I was, I was nervous. I was like, oh, I hadn't done this before. And you know, I'm just going to like cold call this dude. And I did. And nothing. No callback. And then I called again a week later and nothing. And I called again and um, nothing. So lesson learned, they won't always call you back. And so got to be prepared for that and being diligent. And uh, and yet, lo and behold, uh, my hunch was right. And about six weeks later, that house ended up going on the market. And... <laughs> Interestingly, uh, we worked with our agent and we actually not only went to go see that property, but we put in a very strong offer uh, over asking because we really wanted it. And it was a great place uh, for my in-laws. And we came up second place, which is last place. Because uh, if you're not first in a deal, you are last. Uh, it's another lesson that I learned. And that was a real tough one for our family because we were all really excited and we really thought we had a really strong chance to get uh, that property uh, with our offer. And of course, it was about $10,000 more um, the you know the, the the winning bid was about ten thousand dollars more than what we um, put down in the offer. So, uh, I mean that is what happens. It is deals, and it's you just don't have any guarantee until they accept it. Uh, that is going to be yours. So really putting in the highest and best offer. That's another lesson I learned because I was like, man, I think. I had a number in my head of what I thought the winning um, offer would be. And we put in about actually more than $10,000 less than what that number was. Uh, And of course, right at that number was where the property uh, went for as far as the highest uh, bid. And but you know, so felt kind of guilty about that. I should have pushed it more and not listened to our agent uh, as much in that regard. Uh, and so I was kind of kicking myself for that for a bit. But at the same time, we did financially, that was 
pretty much the max that we could do at that time. And so there's always a balance of, of doing as much as you can do and maybe sometimes a little bit more if, you know, um, than what you can do and stretch a bit. But we just put in what we thought this is what our best and highest, uh, is, and we didn't get it. And so, uh, lesson learned and we'll have to trust that the right place will come uh, at the right time because all those factors got to work into play it's got to be the right place and right location the right thing that you're looking for and uh, also you know and it's not always going to line up there's been a number of deals that i've looked at that for various reasons is not the right deal and not the right time and maybe not the right price. And there's many factors that go into it working out and don't kill yourself, beat yourself up over it not working out because every property as I have learned thus far in my real estate investing journey, every property is a lesson. There is something to learn in every deal, even if the deal doesn't happen. And that is value. It's adding value and it's helping me grow and become a better, more effective and more mature uh, investor. So uh, as one of my former interns at a former business of mine uh, coined uh, this term, lessons, not losses. That's for you, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll catch you next time on A Day in the Life of a Real Estate Investor.